You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them Kim Trails in the sky. Grand Rising, everybody. Welcome to the day with Trey. Want to welcome you to a terrific Tuesday in the building. I'm so excited. Got some great guests up for y'all today. I get to talk to Don. Don is going to be telling us all about an amazing concert that's happening at Numos. You guys do definitely want to hear all of the great things that are going on with this concert. Something that's going to go straight to make sure that artists are being paid well. Um, and they're also uplifting that the issue of social housing, which you've heard us talk about here, particularly me and Brian Callanan. So I'm so excited that she is here. And then my bro, Kyle Hare from Debonair Decor is back in the building. Of course, it's been a minute since we caught up with him. So we got to stay connected, figure out what's going on right now at Debonair Decor. So I'm so excited that I get to wrap up the show with him. But of course, it's the top of the show right now, y'all. So it's a great time to tag and share the stream. Go ahead, y'all. Tag and share the stream with folks you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. If you can't watch us, you can always listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. Y'all will find me on Google, Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, whatever one is your favorite. Check for us. Y'all will find us there. Shout out to everybody who is tagging and sharing the stream and sharing the podcast. And a special shout out to our podcast team behind the scenes making that happen. We appreciate all of you doing that great work. Um, but I'm excited because this is something that's near and dear to my heart. I've been following this issue of social housing, what it can mean for the city of Seattle in particular, and how it can also be a model for other cities to follow. Welcome, Don. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this right here is something that I want to know more about. Make sure that folks understand what is this concert all about? This concert is a concert of action. Um, we are going to provide voting station nearby. It's the first concert of its kind that you can actually vote for social housing and make accessible, affordable housing for all of our residents. And you can support our Seattle, some of Seattle's finest musicians there at, this, on, at the same time. Um, you are going to be able to celebrate and hear their stories and hear their struggles um, with housing, affordable housing. Many of us live in um, affordable housing ourselves, myself included, um, and you are going to be able to support the musicians, support the music industry and the venues that are struggling with rising um, rental costs and vote at the same time. Yeah, this is definitely a concert of action. I love how you describe that, it, describe it in that way. Uh, when we think about people coming out to enjoy, you know, amazing musicians, um, it's also important that we be able to infuse positive messaging like this uh, in uh, such an amazing entertainment space. But also, too, I think about folks understanding it and having a space to have those conversations about social housing. Why have you all decided to make this happen in this regard with pairing an amazing concert and then benefiting the artists directly from the proceeds of the concert 
and also uh, uh, offering this opportunity to really vote on social housing and talk about social housing? Um, November 2022 was a wake-up call. We had the lowest voter turnout in the nation and specifically in the Pacific Northwest for voting. We have been losing our rights, our basic human rights. Um, we have lost um, nationwide the ability to have bodily autonomy with the overturn of Roe v. Wade. Um, we are losing the ability to teach critical race theory. Housing, we are at that finite space where we are about to have more pressing rising um, rental fees. Um, many venues are closing. Lo-fi is closing in spring. Um, the Kraken Bar is closed. Um, many spaces downtown Seattle are closing. Many of these venues are um, struggling to thrive. Many musicians are struggling to thrive. Um, we really want to inspire the young voter demographic um, people that may be disillusioned, and understandably, rightfully so, with many of the politicians as they see the politicians consist consistently synthesizing in the middle and not meeting our needs and our interests. Housing is a basic need and a basic human right. It is in interconnected with um, the climate, environment. So we want to reach out to those that are in solely interested in environment. It is related to economics and our industries. It is related to health and nutrition. As many people are being pushed out, many artists and educators in this city are being pushed out um, to many places like Renton and Tequila and Lake Stevens. Um, we're causing issues with climate. We are affecting our health um, as well. And we are living in areas with food deserts we are not able to enjoy the city that we work in and contribute to. And sometimes we just move all together. And that impacts the culture, that impacts the music, that impacts the artists here in the city. And sometimes it's necessary to make a venue and an election initiative exciting and even fun to inspire these folks to come out and actually do something that's gonna help. Um, this is a really great opportunity to support these artists. Each of these artists that have been um, very gracious to support this concert, they all go out there and they all support the community, education, housing, health, food, and why can't we as a city support them and support something far bigger than ourselves in the process. Uh, well, I agree. I mean, this is something that is uh, completely necessary. Uh, and again, making it exciting is also necessary right now. When you talk about low voter, voter turnout, uh, that's also something that I think you, you got to find new innovative ways of bringing younger voters out to the public so that they can participate in something, but also be excited about it. Right. And make it something that is relevant to them. And I think, you know, music catches the tone of that. Right. And you guys have some amazing artists that you're bringing to the stage. Um, and, and before I because we got Steven Severin, uh, owner of Numos, is also with us. And before I bring him in, I want to hear about what what got you, Don? What got you saying, I need to be a part of this effort? 
Um, I have been consistently um, a housing advocate and a food justice advocate. Um, I myself am an art and culture worker and educator. Um, I myself struggle with housing security. Many folks don't know, and I'm here to um, destigmatize poverty. I'm here to destigmatize what homelessness is. This summer, I was actually homeless, technically. I was couch surfing while waiting for my affordable house. My apartment, it was like a three-month excruciating process, screening process, and I had to relinquish my own kids. Um, and um, I am not the only person that's had to deal with this and struggle with this. Um, many artists have had their own struggles with housing security that have are participating in this concert. Many, um, many people here in the city have experienced it and many people in media also. As I've been reaching out to folks, I have been learning that more and more reporters are actually still struggling with housing insecurity themselves here. Um, as it stands, myself and many people that are participating and boosting this, at least 65% of our monthly income goes to rent in the city. And um, how can I not get involved? How can I not boost and support an initiative, Initiative 135, something that many people have been devoting their whole, whole two years of process into putting on this ballot? How can I not? Yeah. Uh, well, kudos to you for really stepping into the space and being vulnerable to share that. And I, you know, we, we've talked about, uh, you know, homelessness as an issue, the unhoused, how there are so many wide varieties of how somebody can find themselves in that situation. And uh, so I appreciate you sharing that. And I do think it's important that people understand, you know, social housing, this will really help to assist in creating affordable options, which are so necessary, uh, not just in the city of Seattle, but beyond, but at least let's get it right somewhere so that we can begin to replicate it everywhere. Um, yes. that, that's really important. I want to bring, uh, Steven in Steven. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, Steven, how are you today? I'm good. Good to see you again. Been a minute. Yeah, I know. It's been a while. Uh, you know, as the owner of NUMOS, I, I want to hear from your perspective about the importance of NUMOS also participating in this amazing opportunity to bring social housing and the issue of social housing to light for so many people. Yeah, I, I really thought that it was a, a, a brilliant idea to have Don reach out and try to get the word out in a different way because we get bombarded with so many different bits of information all day long that we ignore most of it. So you've got to find ways to reach out and get people to listen. And we've seen, especially with off, uh, off year elections and definitely outside of November, the, the difference of a few votes can make all the difference of whether it passes or not. So by her creating this, all these people are going to hear about this initiative that wouldn't have known. They'd have had no idea because they don't read the paper or listen to, I don't know, I guess, political radio. Um, so it was really a, a really smart 
and savvy way to get the word out about something that affects a lot of these people because so many of them are artists and artists can't really afford to live in in this city in particular. I mean, so many of them, you got to leave the city because otherwise you can't be a working artist, uh, let alone all, all the other gigs. So, um, I mean, I've, I've spent most of my life working to push artists so that they get a platform to do what they do. And uh, getting involved in politics was sort of a, a necessary step for me, um, unfortunately, because I'd rather do other things. But um, but to be able to do that to help get the word out and to uh, to make a difference so that Seattle can be a place where artists can uh, can live and, and do what they love to do. Absolutely. And I mean, the, the one thing about it is, you know, Numos is known for bringing amazing talent um, to the city, but also a space where a lot of local talent can finally have like kind of a bigger show. Uh, tell us uh, for, from your perspective how, you know, you've been able to receive artists and how they've really connected with Numos to be that next leg for them in their artistry and in their journey uh, as a musician. One of the things that I learned super early on is that everybody deserves your respect. You're you're no better than anybody else because I have a job that I get to work in, you know, rock and roll and art, and it, it's super fun. So anybody starting back at Rock Candy that emails me gets a response. I don't care who you are. Everybody gets a response. It's either... Most of the time, it's like, no, this doesn't work or this you'd be better off going here because you could fill that room. Um, but every, everybody gets a response. So in doing that, you talk with people and you get them to build up. So, you know, we have Barboza. It's a 200 capacity room. If you can come in and play that room and get people out and fill it up, that's a great start. That's how you get your foot in the door to start building up and to get in front of people and audiences and get your art out there. And then you take that and then you go over to Nectar and you fill that room and then you keep going up and then you come to Numos and you and you play Numos and you get to fill up Numos and you just keep moving up the ladder as you know so many artists. Like I look at somebody like Soul who used to play you know, house parties, and now you can sell show box and, and bigger. So it, it's all about giving people an opportunity to get their foot in the door to prove themselves. And a lot of times, you know, honestly, people come in and they're like, oh, I can fill out this room, no problem, you know, I'm, I'm me, and it doesn't work. But they got that shot. Everybody deserves a shot to try and do what it is they love. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that w w since I started Numos that we always had, like everybody gets gets a shot when when we can. So, yeah. 
you know, and, and that that brings me to the fact that, you know, as we were just talking about, I mean, a lot of music venues have closed. They are closing. So uh, the the there's a strain, I think, too, in terms of the industry, you know, for spaces like Numos, because honestly, a lot of folks are saying, look, I would I normally would be able to play here. Now I can't do that. I'd normally be able to do this, you know, to even build my audience up. How are you experiencing this kind of closing of so many of uh, venues within the city? I mean, this has been the craziest three years we've ever seen once the pandemic hit. The pandemic hit and a week later, we started an organization called Washington Nightlife and Music Association. Got on the phone with all the different venues around the city and it was or around the state actually and was like, how are we going to keep our doors open? We're going to be closed for like two months. What are we going to do? No idea. It was going to be 476 days. Um, and we just started talking about what we could do to keep our doors open and to help each other out. And then we did it on a national level with National Independent Venue Alliance, which we then ended up creating the largest arts bill ever of $16 billion to save independent venues all across the country. 90% of us would have closed guaranteed. Without Wanma and Neva, Numos would be gone and so would most other places. But we all got together and figured out a way to fight for each other so that we could keep our doors open because otherwise there would be there would be nothing. I mean, there'd be no reason for somebody like me to live in Seattle, but then that's also happening in Austin and in Cleveland, Ohio, and Atlanta, Georgia. Um, so it, it wouldn't have mattered. Music would have just gone away. Um, and now that we've been able to weather the storm, so to speak, uh, it's still pretty tough. I mean, I'm I'm still part of Neva. I talk to people across the country every, every week, um, and it's still really slow. The thing that I I think is that people learned that they could stay home. They didn't have to go out every night. Um, which is bad for somebody like me <laughs> and and, and uh, lots of other people um, because running venues in Seattle is very expensive. Rent, garbage, sewer, everything is just astronomical, as is housing. Um, and it makes it really difficult, which is why so many places have closed and more are going to keep closing. There's there's a lot of places that are, you know, still just hanging on by threads. Um, and it's because it's, it's really, it's really hard to run a venue. The margins were already small. Um, and now, you know, you lose 30 to 35% of your audience. It's hard to, to make that back. Um, so we're, we're all still talking and trying to figure out different ways that we can we can keep going and make sure that we keep being here so that artists have a place to showcase their talents. I mean, that's that's what I do. I just try to make sure that artists have a way to express what they do. And however I can do that, I'm going to. 
Well, you are definitely uh, much appreciated for us, Steve. And I- I'm so glad you were able to pop in uh, on this interview with Don. And-, and thank you for, you know, stepping up to the plate to provide this amazing space for this concert. Uh, I'll let you go, but I'm just, I'm glad that you were able to share uh, from your perspective how important this is for folks to come out on Sunday. Uh, so thanks so much, Stephen. Thank you. Good to see you again. You as well. Uh, Don, Don, when we talk about this, I mean, obviously, from what we just heard there from Stephen and, and what you were mentioning earlier, people need to show up on Sunday. I want to give you the time to look right there in that camera, let them know how they come and support this amazing concert so that we can get the issue of social housing out there and also the proceeds can go to these amazing artists. Look right there, let them know how they buy their tickets. Hi, please go on to Numo's website. They have ticketing venues. Also, it's available on the 43rd Dems Facebook page event site and Tech for Housing event site. Um, it's available on 206 and Ever Out. Um, Please buy the tickets. It's $15 in advance. If you have to wait because your paychecks come in on Friday or Saturday, it's $20 at the door. That will support and boost these creatives even further and help support their um, their their livelihood. And it will help to um, support the industry. Also, please come and vote. This is a really great opportunity. As Stephen was discussing earlier, Stephen provides opportunities. This housing provides opportunities for everyone. And your voting for these opportunities makes everyone in this in the city healthier and happier. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Don, for being dedicated to bringing this to life for all of us. Uh, I'm willing that everything is just amazing and a a great turnout uh, for all of y'all on Sunday. This is such a great effort, and we appreciate you putting your energy towards it. I appreciate you too. Thank Absolutely. You so much. Well, um, so inspiring right there. It's it's necessary. Get out there, you guys. Get your tickets. All of y'all, guys, ladies, non-binary, all, get your tickets, okay? Support this amazing effort. And also, if you're not sure about what social housing is, you can actually check it out. The legislation is out there. Read up on it. Know what you're voting for. Be an informed voter. Get out there and enjoy this amazing show. Well, after this break, I get to check in with my bro, Kyle Hare of Debonair Decor Couture. That's right. He is in the building and he's going to be sharing with us some updates from Debonair Decor. Stay tuned right after this short break, y'all. You're watching The Day with Trey. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Trey Holiday. We're bringing back Black Love When We Met. That's right. We need something to warm all of our hearts and to elevate love once again in our communities. We want y'all to go to whereweconverge.com forward slash black love so y'all can nominate your favorite couple for the next rendition of this show with me as the host. Let me sit down and have them on my couch and share how their love can inspire us all. Make sure y'all go and get your nominations in today and be on the lookout for Black Love when we met coming at you on Converge Media very soon. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Joining me right now, Kyle Jaquay Hare, owner of Debonair Decor Couture. What's up? How are you, my brother? What's good, Mama? Good morning. How you doing? Pull it up so we can hear you. There you go. <laughs> What's good? How you doing? I'm great. You know, I was just telling him that I absolutely adore this sweatsuit here. You keep it coming. And, of course, we had to tap in with you and get the update. How's everything going? I'm here, you know what I'm saying? I'm blessed, I'm thankful uh, to still be open. Uh, 
you know, it's ups and downs, but I think if you keep showing up, keep grinding, at some point, you know, the people will come. Well, you're also an inspiration to so many folks. I mean, I've heard the stories about men like, oh, man, Kyle got the shop down there. It's, man, he, he he's really inspiring me to keep going with what I'm doing. How does that resonate with you when you hear people saying those kind of stories to you and, and how what you're doing and having the shop is really inspiring them? I mean, it's humbling, you know what I'm saying? Uh, knowing that uh, my sole purpose in doing this is keep my mom, my brother's spirit alive. And uh, I'm thankful. Like, I, people hear it more than I hear. So to know that, I don't really hear it often. So when I do, I'm, I'm appreciative. I'm grateful. And I feel like, you know, one of my goals is to inspire before I expire. And um, I just want to continue to push community, um, uh, push being an individual, and just grind. You know what I'm saying? It's not easy. It, it's actually hard. And people think it's all peaches and cream. I, I grind, but I keep showing up. And um, if that helps somebody with their journey, you know what I'm saying? I think it's dope because when I started, like, I'm not going to say no one, but very few people wanted to help um, and support. I just kind of had to figure it out, traveling and going overseas, going to different places, getting crappy brands and, 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 and crappy materials. But then as I learned, I come to find, um, you know, where to go and whatnot now. So, like, um, it's dope. So I, I encourage uh, people to just, you know, to keep grinding, to keep working. And if anybody has questions to come holler at me, I don't have all the answers, but I know some people know some people and got some resources because I want to see everybody win. You know what I'm saying? I feel like in the city, there's a lot of dope brands and people got stuff going on. And um, I'll just say this. I think um, we should support our own. You know, I'll give a shout out to one of my dudes. Uh, he's been having this brand for a while. There's a lot of people who support, but he really, he's supported since day one and that's D Black with the bag. So y'all definitely continue to support him. He's just humble. Um, he, he's put me on a couple of different connects. Even if I didn't use him, he actually was willing to give me the information. So, um, like I said, uh, it, it's dope, you know what I'm saying, to uh, to inspire other people. But I'm really, you know, like I said, I want to continue to push my mom and my brothers, our last name, you know, um, where people of pride and hair means everything. My mom, you know, meant obviously the world to me and my brother as well. And it's teaching, you know, um, you know, my son, you know what I'm saying, to keep going and my little girl, obviously what she got going on, we'll talk about that a little later, but just to, you know, not talk about it, just be about it. If you notice, most people don't really see me. They see me, I'm at work or I'm in a gym or I'm in a basketball gym. I don't really go out unless it's like a celebration. Cause I'm just grinding and my goals are, uh, you know, they're, I think they're attainable. If you anybody's goals, if you keep working. So I'm just really focused and I'm really trying to take this thing to the next level. I got a couple other uh, ventures I'm working on outside of it, but we're really pushing it um, as far as our other locations. And there's some things we're, uh, you know, working on this spring. That's really great to hear, honestly, because so much of this is about the grind and the dedication to it. And you really do showcase that. Um, I know for, for you, you're always really staying on top of, you know, good materials because your brand is really, when you talk about uh, debonair decor couture, you know, the, the fact of couture on the name, that has a, some real significance for the fashion world. Tell us why you you said, I need to make sure couture is a part of it, because I, I feel like that's really what your clothes represent right um so i, I just feel like I, I i don't feel like um i'm regular i don't i don't like doing <laughs> nothing i'm just keeping it a buck with you i don't like to do nothing regular and i watched my mom she was she was a stickler just about things just being um just in line she had like ocd about she wanted she pushed for perfection so um and to be an individual to be unique and um 
you know, like my name, my last name standing on it. So I can't put up, push out a bad product. I feel like that'd be looking down at me like, you know, what are you doing? My brother would be like, man, you're a ham and egg. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I just, I'm just a pro I take pride in my last name. I take pride in my work. I take my mom taught me. I take pride in my appearance. I usually try to, you know, put, keep, have myself looking apart because I feel like, you know, uh, Sometimes you got to look a certain way to get to the destination you're trying to get to. And presentation is everything. You can't even get to the table if you're not presented right. You feel Trust me? Trust me, I know it. So, um, yeah, I just I've been studying. Like I, like I study, um, you know, pages every day. I'm, I'm, you might watch. I'm watching, you know, Gucci's page or Nike's page or Stussy's page or other streetwear brands page, and I'm really just trying to add, take, you know, a little bit of seasoning from their, their, their that, what they got going on and add it to my pot. I mean, I study, I really actually read, you know what I'm saying? I'm reading books, I'm following blogs, I'm watching what trends are going in. And I've kind of learned not to buy just what I like because I feel like I dress, you know, I would say different than most people, but I'm buying what customers like and what fits them and, um, you know, what's in season, what, what's not. So I take pride in, um, you know, I've got some stuff that hasn't been great initially. And then I go back to the drawing table. The hardest part, uh, one of the hardest things about it is, is you order things like what you said, you compliment what I got on. And, and you know, it's trying to find quality factories, um, language barrier, get past that, and then make sure that your stuff is coming. A lot of stuff is getting caught in customs. Like, you know, I, I'm apologizing to some customers right now. These I've ordered, they're supposed to be here for Christmas. I got samples, so I'm just waiting. So, but once you, you know, you find some good factories, factories, you know what I'm saying? So if anybody knows a, a quality factory, man, send them my way. But uh, just staying on top of it, um, being in communication, following up with emails, making phone calls to people, um, and really just uh just being creative and and embedding and believing in yourself. I'm 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 frustrated often just because I know where I want to set the bar and where the standard at, and sometimes it falls short because of you know, things not happening how I anticipated, but I know, I just feel like you keep grinding, you keep working. Like I'm still searching for higher quality. Uh, this came out nice, but I want it better. You know what I'm saying? That's just me. I just always feel like, you know, I'm never want to be satisfied. I always want to keep pushing the envelope to, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I said, I'm shooting for the stars. If I hit the moon, okay, cool. But I'm just not satisfied. And I just know it could, you know, it could be better. Well, I think your customers really uh, experience that, that push for, uh, you know, what you know to be great quality, uh, durability in the products that you offer. So I, I think the, the fans, you know, that are like, man, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Devin Court, but it's because of that entire uh, um idea that you have of, look, I know I can go here. I can go higher. Um, when you talk about, you know, bringing your kids up through this and them seeing you, um, you know, share with us how that's really resonating for them. Because, uh, you know, now you're talking about your daughter. I can't wait to have her on here, uh, yeah. which will happen soon. But it's, it, you know, you have young folks who are really looking up to you as their father, seeing you do it and being so um, dedicated to bringing out great quality products. Uh, how, how are you seeing that kind of now it be, it's becoming intergenerational for you? I mean, um, you know, I, I take fatherhood. Um, personal you know what i'm saying uh my i had an interesting relationship with my father when i was younger because we were in california and he was in a different state and eventually came back here so i always remember being young and you know not to go into too many things like wanting certain things so i always told myself if i had children what i would do so um and i feel like sometimes you don't have to say say it, you just have to do it like um you know, obviously my son, I would have him dressed a certain way and certain things, but obviously he's he's in his own journey. He's older, he's grown now. So he's kind of doing his own thing. But I think he appreciates what I do. And he said certain things um, about, you know, being proud of when that. But my little girl is different. I mean, she's a little girl, obviously. So it's a little different, you know, different sexes and whatnot. But 
she's in the fashion. She likes dressing up. She likes looking good. And then she works in the shop and, you know, no disrespect to any of my employees. She's my best employee because she's personable. um, She's authentic and she works. So she knows the product. So, you know, it it came about us doing our own brand when we were working and I started to do this little pre-love section. And it's uh, one of my partners has a, has a store in New York and one in L.A. They don't sell nothing new. It's all, you know, vintage or pre-love. So he said, you should try it. So I tried it. I put a little section, some pre-love shoes, some of my stuff and some vintage stuff. And it starts selling pretty good. So she said she wanted her section. She had her section. I'm like, what are we going to call your section? And she was like, Jade. So whatever. Her, her middle name is Jade. So then she was like, well, let's call it Jade the Court. So she came up with it. I said, let's run with it. We got our logo. We got our own LLC, her own business license. All the proceeds are going to go to her. Um, so we just kind of like, well, what do you want? Well, I want sweatsuits or daddy, I want slime. So, uh, and the main thing was lip gloss. So I talked to a few different people and we got somebody, um, one of my friends, uh, she lives out of state and it was supposed to be sooner and later, but her kid had got sick and it got pushed back. But now like we're running, we got some samples coming in and we got some samples for cadence. So we got some pre-orders coming in. So that stuff should be, um, coming in soon. I'm going to say that cause I don't want to push an exact date. So, um, but no, nah, she, she's really into it. Um, she likes looking nice. Um, and she understands the whole idea of customer service. Like someone about to, she'll see someone like about to walk in her store and she'll be like, daddy, watch this, I'm about to get a sale. So she's really into it. Wow. And I just want to push her, um, you know, to be the best that she can be and not just telling her, but what work ethic and understand her, her value has nothing. She's cute. And I'm biased on her dad, but she's pretty. But I don't want her never to think because she's pretty somebody, no one owes you nothing but, but respect. But I want to teach her, Everybody respects work ethic. It doesn't matter what color, race, color, creed, religion, sexual orientation. It's work ethic is universal. So if you work hard, I feel like teaching her that, you know, she'll go far in life and anything she chooses. And I just want her to be her own boss. You know what I'm saying? My partners give me a hard time about, are you worried about when she gets older, talking to somebody or dating somebody? And obviously I'm her dad. You know, I'm going to have my opinions, but she's going to talk to somebody. But it's it's not going to be, she's not going to be enamored about what they can do for her. She's going to have her own thing going on. You know what I'm saying? And dude's going to have to be smart and a hustler like her daddy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um, I just want to continue to put her to be herself and, you know, to have a voice and to grind. So she's super excited. We are going to have a launch party for her. We're going to do a little commercial. And um, like I said, we're going to have around here. We'll do it. We'll come have you see you before we launch it. And we'll have something for you, some Jade decor and some new Debonair decor. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Just well, uh, I'm excited to be there at the party. You make sure I get that invite because I'm sure. trying to, yeah. you know, rock my Jade stuff yeah, and yeah, be there yeah. um, and support her. And honestly, you know, kudos to you for really bringing her up with you through this business so that she can be exposed to it. Because I think so much of parenting is we have the opportunity to ex- expose our children to different things and different experiences. And because mm-hmm. she's been with you and been seeing how you've been grinding now, she's really like taking that on. It's great thing to hear um, that she's doing that and that your son is doing it in his own way and has been able to do, you know, take what you have given him and and really do his thing with it. But it's just great to hear that from a parent perspective. Um, Of course, you know, we got to check in again. I can't wait for her to come back. I'm so glad that you were able to take time of your busy schedule to be with me today. And this is, you know, you, you say it every time for your mother, for your brother, 
I know that they are just shining a light down on you as you continue to thrive in this business. Um, and, and it's just a beautiful thing to, to watch. Anytime you have updates or anything you need us to know, you, this is always a home for you. You already know that. Uh, but for those who may be like, wait a minute, I need to come down to the shop. I need to support. Uh, look right there in the camera. Let them know how they find you, how they support Debonair Decor Couture. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we got uh, our, our Instagram is pretty active. It's Debonair underscore Decor KJ. We're located in the downtown Seattle, 600 Pine Street, uh, Seattle, Washington, 98101, Suite 110 on the main floor. You can't miss it. And we got a couple of events coming on. I got a thing, a Valentine's. We got a little line uh, we're going to be dropping. Uh, and we also are going to be in a fashion show locally. Uh, I believe that's February. And then uh, we're going to have, oh, we got some new spring stuff coming in. So just pop in on it, stay tuned. You know what I'm saying? And I tell people all the time, even if you're not shopping, like when I go places, I don't buy something every day, but just come say what's up to your boy. You know what I'm saying? Come, come, come check on me. You know what I'm saying? Because I appreciate it. And I always tell people presence far exceeds presence, meaning it's not always about monetary value yes i want you to buy something of course that's how we keep the lights on but i also like you're in your downtown just come you know say what's up and also um this support black businesses without asking for a discount and not just me i feel like there's a lot of companies that we go support 500 fortune companies that have way more money than other companies and we don't go in there and do that and i feel like when people ask for discounts you're, you're undermining work ethic and you're asking to take take from my two children so i feel like be mindful of that. You know what I'm saying? It's not free down there. It's not free to get items. It's not free to get stuff. So continue to, to support uh, one another. You know what I'm saying? And like anybody that's young, younger, open people that are young that are in the fashion or got questions about starting business, come holler at me. I'm an open book as far as like, like I said, I don't have all the answers, but I know some people know some people and I just want to help as many people as I can and inspire um, some people, you know, to challenge themselves and uh, to bet on themselves. You know what there I'm saying? It is, there it is. I mean, that right there is the heart of how you stay plugged into community so authentically. Kyle Jaquay here. Thank you so much for being here with me today and, and shining a light on how you're keeping it going in this ever-changing fashion industry, but also staying on top of the trends and making sure we stay fitted out Come here on. in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We appreciate you so much. I can't yeah. wait to be down to the shop and also am excited to have your daughter right here with me on the day with Trey. Thank you Looking so much. Looking forward to that. Thanks for having me. As I always say, it's Debonair. There it is. Oh my goodness. Everyone, I get to wrap all of this beautifulness up right after this short break. Stay tuned. You're watching the day with Trey. Pacific Northwest Ballet unveils Giselle, ballet's classic tale of romance, betrayal, and immortal love. The New York Times calls it a triumph comparable to an epic film. This stunning production is touched by magic. Order tickets now at pnb.org. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. What a great episode today. I got to give a huge shout out to Don, to Steven, and to Kyle Jaquay for being here with me today. Of course, for me, the inspiration abounds, y'all. I mean, I'm telling you, if you can do something to see yourself as a part of the solution, as Don and Steven have, as Kyle Jaquay has, he's like, look, I'm out here. I love fashion. Let me see what I can do for my city. Let me put my city on to some amazing fashion um, that 
that I'm going to be bringing and then sharing it with his daughter so that she can say, look, I'm going to do my own brand. I mean, whatever it is, you know, Don saying, look, we need to do something. We need this issue to be out there. People come together to make things happen. We need y'all to do the same. See yourself as a part of the solution. And for me, until tomorrow at 11 a.m., y'all, peace. <laughs> Katinga chati kubudirira Nari alipaluti wipendura mbayu chirwa Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.